Thanks for tuning in to the Dogwood Media Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Cumby, and today our SEO specialist, Beth Gillum, and I are talking about how to do keyword research with planning out web content. Hi, and welcome to the Dogwood Media Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Cumby, and today we have our SEO specialist, Beth Gillum, back in the office. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Of course. It's always a great time when you get to come to the office. Oh, yeah. And visit and see y'all in person and, you know, just makes it more fun to see people. Exactly. But I'm a people person, so I like that stuff, you know. Yeah. It's definitely more fun. Like you came in my office earlier and were like... I can see you and talk to you. I'm yeah. not going to slack well, you. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's like you mentioned. I went, no way. She's over there, and I can actually talk to her. I'm going to walk over there and talk to her <laughs> while I can. So, Well, today we are going to talk about keyword research and specifically the role that it plays in website content and the strategy behind what types of content to make and that kind of thing. So we talk a lot about SEO and blog content, but a lot of these same principles can apply for content writing for all different types of things on your website. Um, So at Dogwood, we build websites with SEO in mind, but if you're looking to rebuild your website or add content to your website, these will be really helpful tips. So let's jump in. First of all, Beth, can you explain to us, first of all, what is a keyword? And second of all, what is keyword research? Okay, so anytime you sit down in front of Google or a search engine and you put in a search query, there are keywords in it, or it is a keyword. It's what words you use to search the internet, okay? Um, it, key, I'm going I'm to use the word keyword here. It could be a key phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, those are called long tail keywords. They have a little more detail. Like um, you could search shoes would be a broad one. You could search search running shoes. You could search dress shoes. You could search how to repair a sh- sole of a shoe. You know, mm-hmm. and that would be a long tail keyword. Right. There's so much detail. So when you're writing content for your website. You want to keep in mind what words are people using when they're searching for my website? Mm -hmm. You know, what words do I want them to use? And then plan your content around that. Because if you have the answers to the questions they're asking, they're going to visit your site, hopefully take action and give you some business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And one of the main reasons that this is so important is because we have industry words that, you know, we use internally and we all know what that means, but that might not be what our, our potential customers are searching for because they're not in the industry, right? Exactly. Yeah. You, you've got to, and one thing I do, I tell people is, Hey, think of what are the questions that you ask and are that you answer for your, your customers. Mm-hmm. You know, what words do you use when you're explaining your answers to those customers? Because those are the things people are going to be Googling and, and looking for um, in, in your industry. So. Mm-hmm. so if I'm writing content for my website, how do I kind of start kind of figuring out what to write? What have I written too much about? Is there a, you know, another side of something that I should mention for SEO purposes? How do I kind of start thinking through that content process? Okay, so when I design a content writing strategy for one of my clients, um, I first, of course, start, I do an evaluation of their site. Mm -hmm. What words are they currently ranking for? What words uh, would they like to rank for? Mm -hmm. 
Um, and then also, guy, what words are their competition ranking for? Right, you right. know, because if it's working for them, mm-hmm. obviously it may be something we want to go to. I never like to copy. I'm not going to copy. Don't right. you know? We we that's that's not what I'm saying here. But it's it's part of researching is knowing what is your audience asking. Mm-hmm. And so, um, and then I look at what kind of. You know, a lot of times we put content out there and we rank for keywords and they do great, but it's not keywords that bring us business. Yeah. So we want to make sure that the people that are searching for the words you have content around are are finding your site and then taking action to make you money. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so when designing what you're going to write about, we've got to do that keyword research. Okay. So, and that's what we're really getting into today. Um, so you've got to de- define... There's several words, obviously, main broad terms mm-hmm. that can apply to your business. Right. So I make a list and go, okay, well, do we have any content on this this subject? No, yes, no. You know, move it up and, and kind of get priority in that. Then you've got to do your keywords research to see what would be what we might call easy wins. Mm-hmm. What would be the simplest way to get in, you know, income producing activity. I love right. that yeah, term. Like, is what I'm doing going to be producing income eventually? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? So to, to decide where to focus on. Um, so you think of what you, how you talk to people face to face. What questions do you answer for them? What do you teach them when you're selling your product? What mm-hmm. words are you using then? Is there a problem that your business solves mm-hmm. that you could have some some keywords or phrases around that? Um, or, or just a topic that you share about that you feel passionately about that others need to know? Mm-hmm. Um, deciding on that topic, okay? So then once you decide on what keyword, key phrase you want to kind of go after, you need to learn the best way of phrasing it. Because like you said, we have terms within our industry that we could shuffle around and throw out there. But then when a client comes in who doesn't know mm-hmm. but wants to learn, they're not, you know, I, I kind of felt when I first started working here at Dogwood. <laughs> Y'all were throwing, you know, what does that mean? Okay, you All know. the acronyms. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have a list going because it was a future blog post of, all the acronyms in digital marketing, you know, mm-hmm. and the abbreviations, it's like you could make a whole sentence and not have a full word in it almost. <laughs> yeah. So um, so you want to decide, you know, figure out how are they topping, how, how are they talking about it? How are they using that, those words? Because it may not be the same way that you who are comfortable in the industry know. So there are some tools that I love and use often to um, help this keyword research. Because when you're doing keyword research, you want to evaluate one search volume. Mm-hmm. Are people actually searching for that term? Right. You know, or is there another variation? So the rule of thumb is that if you have a thousand monthly searches or more, you should pour content into that. But I don't find that all the way. It depends on what, you know, your niche mm-hmm is in that because some of these smaller smaller businesses or if you have a very niche business model or or service the people that are searching it may not be a thousand people a month right but the ones that are searching for those words are ready to take action mm-hmm. you know um are are ready to give you business right and so we ha- you know that's not a hard and fast rule that thousand but you if there's zero searches a mm-hmm. month for that word do not waste your time writing yeah. content about it you yeah. know well i think about um earlier this year we signed with a new client and they do commercial flooring mm-hmm. like that's their whole mm-hmm. thing and when we were looking at at words one of the things that we said was like, wow, the search volume is really low for a lot of these words. But like you said, it's because, I mean, how many people are in 
this specific area searching for commercial flooring, but the people that are searching for it are going to be the ones that are going to actually call you and want to do business with you. Right. They're ready to fill a need Mm -hmm. and you want to be the one to fill it. Right. Um, So you want to, you want to consider search volume. You also want to consider um, competition. Okay. Um, and, And what I mean for that is that if there is a lot of, large businesses already established with that keyword, Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard to push them out of that page one ranking. Right. And so, and and don't be discouraged and think, well, you know, let's give up. It just, you may need to, to reevaluate what words you're going for, or perhaps um, go an SEM route where Mm -hmm. you're paying to be on that first page for a while to get your name out there. But that's not what we're, talking about today. Let me get back in here. So one of the things, the way I try to explain the competition, and this is really silly and really simple, but if I had a business that was a target range mm-hmm. and I called it Beth's target range, mm-hmm. okay, where you could come and shoot whatever at the target. Right. If I tried to rank for the word target probably not going to go too well. Exactly. Like, I know this would never happen. I wouldn't, you know, this is, but I'm trying to get you to understand. Target's got the monopoly on the word target. Mm -hmm. Now, target range, those two words together would be great. Beth's target range or shooting gallery or perhaps, you know, a whole different term in in general, but just to understand the competition. Now, I love to use Google's keyword planner. This Mm -hmm. is free. Okay. Um, and it helps. It will tell you all of this. Okay. And they also tell you a whole lot more information when you put in. <laughs> you can put in any kind of terms, and it'll give you um, those terms: the search volume, the uh, competition, also the change um, over the last three months or year or however long you want to know. Because you want to know. You don't want just because a keyword's hot right now, mm-hmm. it may be de- declining over the past months, or you know, you, you can decide because you don't want to put into work if something's not right. People aren't searching for it, but. That's really good for um, holiday-themed things, yeah. you know, um, dated kind mm-hmm. of concepts. But um, the, the keyword planner tells you that, a whole bunch of information. And it also kind of tell you if you wanted to, um, to purchase an ad for it, it'll kind of give you the cost per keyword, approximate cost per keyword for that too. Um, so but Google's keyword planner um, it, it's free. You can put it all in there and it will hit, get results and it will tell you all of those things. Um, another one that I really like to do is called um, Keyword Surfer. Now, this is an extension mm-hmm. for Chrome browsers, which is not like an app. You have to be using Google Chrome. Um, but this tells me in my search history, like I'll Google a word mm-hmm. and then I get my Google results right in front of me. And it will show me in little bitty numbers underneath it, this monthly ter- traffic for that word, the number of keywords for that word on that listing, and then another sidebar with keyword ideas. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a mini version of Google's Keyword Planner, but right in my search results. Yeah. And also might not be as overwhelming as as Google's Keyword yeah, if Planner. You're, if you can decide, you have to kind of be able to decipher what it's saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not hard, but, you, you know, it helped to... You'll read my blog and I'll show you. Okay, I'm going to show you in the blog, you know, right, right. So, like what it looks like um, to give you an idea of where to look for on that. But the simplest way to do some keyword research is just to Google what words you want to do. Now, I would like to use an incognito browser and this kind of takes away any influence that you might have had from previous searches. But mm-hmm. Google the words you think you might want to write. See who's ranking for it. What kind of content are they ranking for? 
already? Do they mm-hmm. make a list? Is it videos? Is it a lot of pictures, images in their content? Then, you know, that's what people like. Mm-hmm. So take that and but make it your own. Right. Um, but, uh, and those those are the, the, the ways I, I do those, that some of that keyword research. Um, and why is this important? Okay, so in my blog... I did a fictional Beth's dog walking business. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Beth's target practice. There's a theme here, you know, <laughs> like, sorry, but um, Beth's dog walking business. So I was making a list of all the possible keywords to write content about that could rank well um, having to do with a, a dog walking business. Mm-hmm. And uh, on that list was walking the dog. Okay. So then I Googled walking the dog. Okay. Uh-huh. I, I didn't really think it was going to be one I'd write content about, but I just wanted to see what was out there. Okay. And then I found out that it has... Not very much to do with actual dogs, but it's a song by Rufus Thomas called Walking the Dog from 1965. And all the results are around that walking the dog phrase. Mm -hmm. So there'd be no point in me putting a lot of content into writing about something with the key phrase walking the dog. Right. You know, I would need to, I don't know, kind of a silly example, but it tells you the worth of Googling what you think you want to write about. Mm -hmm. Um. Sometimes, you know, we used hashtags too. Mm-hmm. You know, hashtag can mean a lot of different things. Right, <laughs> In Instagram, right. it's kind of the same thing. You want to make sure you Google something because to make sure the words and phrase you think you means what it is means the same to the rest of the world. Right. Well, and even if you're, you think like, oh, I should be ranking for X, Y, Z, and you go and search and find out, oh, I'm not even mm-hmm. on the first page. Like that can tell you I need to do some work on that specific keyword. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um so, yeah, keyword research is a huge part of writing out the content. And I found that the best blogs and content that I have written that have ranked highly for clients or, um, or for us have been the ones that I've put a lot of research in and, and really found out what are people asking, what are they searching for, how are they phrasing it, mm-hmm. and then what, kind of, what does that content look like that they, you know, are right. looking for. So it's worth it. To do this research in the beginning, and, and I mean, it kind of gives you a path forward mm-hmm. and knowing that my efforts are going to be worthwhile. Yeah, for sure. Is there a balance to strike between heavily researched, like this is definitely going to help me out on SEO versus like this is just a topic that I know I'm interested in or I know is relevant to our clients or whatever it might be? Is there like a good balance for, you know? Oh, yeah. Well, um, you know, Google search engines, Google's the main player, mm-hmm. prioritize a great user experience and adding value. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, and, and Google even recently put out something called a Google's helpful content update. Right, right. That prioritizes sites that are helpful. Mm-hmm. So, even if all your keyword research says this may not be the very, very best content to write about. If you are passionate about it and it's a part of your area of expertise and you feel like people should know it, share it. Mm-hmm. You know, use best SEO practices when putting it together. Um, and then because, you know, blogging or, or writing content on your site is more than just about ranking. It's also about positioning you the, as the expert. You've got content to share on social. You've got content for your newsletter. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, and if you are passionate about what you're writing, yeah, definitely put right. it together. Yeah. Don't, but those times when you're like, I don't know what direction to go, mm-hmm. or I don't know if this is, I want to go this way, but I don't know if it's 
actually the best steps is when you can really put that keyword research into play to help you make a decision. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, I know recently I was working on a blog about declining organic uh, reach on mm-hmm. social media. And all of those words make sense to us because this is what we do. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to think of like if I was, you know, a little boutique or something and I was like, man, why is nobody looking at my Facebook? Like why is nobody seeing that? How would I how would I Google that? Because I probably wouldn't know the words of declining organic reach on social media, you know? Exactly. So trying to think through how do you word something in a way that it makes sense to just your average person. Well, your content too can have multiple keywords. Google's mm-hmm. going to rep- rec- recognize multiple keywords within the content. When I talk about keyword research, it's going, what's the main idea of this mm-hmm. that I want it to be? Um, and then it's going to pick up on all kinds of keywords with it too. So know that even if you're writing mm-hmm. for what someone who is not familiar with your field and lingo, um, even if you put in, you know, why Why is no one looking at my Facebook? Well, this is known as a declining organic reach, mm-hmm. you know, or my numbers. You know, if, if you're putting those words in, they're going to recognize it. And, and you'll rank, you know, you possibly rank for all of it. That's yeah. pretty cool. Is there anything that you can do in the actual blogs or the content itself to, you know, make those words stand out more? I know you've talked recently about bolding certain terms and that kind of thing. Yes. Okay. So obviously you would want to incorporate your best SEO practices of using your um, focus keyword, the main keyword you want to write in your URL, Mm -hmm. in your title, and in a header, if you possibly can. Um, And also two or three times within the content Mm -hmm. and and at the beginning of your content. Okay. But in addition to that, y'all, people, when they read content, um, Y'all know if you send a long email or even a long text, people don't read it. <laughs> right. So um, as you move down the page, make sure you want to try to bold some of those words. Um, and I'm not talking about head changing a heading or anything like that. I just mean bold it so that mm-hmm. it sticks out a little bit more. Some of the main keywords and also um, supporting keywords in that. Uh, also take advantage of using bullets. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I saw an amazing uh, study on the way we read a page and it's the way your eyes scan it is more in an F-shaped pattern, like the little letter F. Uh-huh. So you, when you think about it, as you read, you read the, the title, you read down, and you may continue reading, and then you read just a little less and just a little mm-hmm. less, kind of how the, the shape of the letter goes down. Right. And um, they, the scientists scanned people's eyes mm-hmm. as they read content and showed uh-huh. it up like this thermal graph, and it was really neat. And I thought... Okay, so how can we adjust our writing mm-hmm. to make sure most of it sh- is seen and shown up, you know, and read by people? And part of that was incorporating shorter, of course, shorter paragraphs. Mm-hmm. A short paragraph for search engines is 10 sentences or less. They don't all have to be that short, but make sure the majority of them are in s- small chunks. You know, people need small chunks nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, but bullets, uh, graphs, even, uh, you know, and... and and bolded words right? as you get near that bottom just to really try to keep their attention, like get that information in there. Yeah. Well, it's so interesting how all of this fits together because, I mean, obviously today we're talking about, you know, SEO and, and content writing and that kind of thing. But the same thing kind of goes for email marketing. Um, we recently had a blog go out that was about uh, how to have a successful newsletter on email. And one of the things that statistics show is that if you have more than 20 lines of text in an email, people aren't going to read it. Wow. So it's that same concept of, you know, 
we get eye tired. We don't mm-hmm. we don't read all the way down to the bottom. So shortening that text and making it small, easy to digest chunks is a lot better than having a long written yeah. out paragraph. Wow. It's it's neat. You know, one of the things I do when I talk to my clients is I go, Hey, I'm gonna send you this report. Your especially your first report. And I'm I'm gonna I can write out all the information on how to understand the report, or we can have a meeting right. and I can explain it and show it to you. Which would you prefer? Trying mm-hmm. to go, if I send you a long email, are you going to read it? Right. You know, or do we need to have a meeting where I can just show it to you and give you the, that, you know, mm-hmm. the quick ver- quickest version face-to-face? Right, yeah. It, I've found that a lot of people like both. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because they like to go back and see, be able to read, mm-hmm. but then also hear it in person. But, yeah. Oh, that's super interesting. Very helpful. This conversation has been super helpful for me, just remembering as I write things for Dogwood and for other clients and that kind of thing. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to hit on real fast? Um, I don't think so. Um, you know, we're here. If, if, if you're like, I don't want to do any keyword research, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Let me do it for you. Okay. Yeah. I would love to. I really get excited about these kind of things <laughs> in a real nerdy kind of way. But also, you know, we have lots of content writers here at work and we all know how to do this keyword research, but mm-hmm. we also enjoy putting together content to share with your audiences, positioning you as the expert and providing value and hopefully ranking well on that, but also um, doing all this kind of uh, behind the scenes work of that you may not know how to, and analyzing the data. Right. You know, that can make your eyes cross if you mm-hmm. stare at it too long, but you know, we'd love to do it for you. I would love to do it for you. I enjoy it. <laughs> I love researching and learning all these new industries that we get to write for. So, um, you know, let us know. Be happy. Don't don't feel like you have to do it all yourself. Yep, exactly. Well, with that being said, if you want to contact us, you can head on over to our website. That's really the best place for you to get in contact with us. You can reach out directly through the website. You can also find all of our social accounts linked there as well. Um, and you'll also find tons and tons of blog posts that have been written over the last four plus years at this point. So there's tons of content there for you to check out and learn a lot from. Um, You can also find our podcasts there. And if you haven't already, please subscribe and leave us a review. That just helps us to reach the right people. And as always, thanks for tuning into the Dogwood Media Solutions podcast. And until next time, happy marketing.